so-and-so, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. <laughs> Alyssa. Yes? Hit me with a question. I will. And Let's it's just a good, get right into and it. It's, and it's a goodie. Okay. Oh, boy. From Judge John Hodgman. Uh, Isabel writes, my partner is hesitant to buy new pants because the style he prefers isn't made anymore. Lately, his pants have been falling apart. He keeps asking (laughs) for or attempting repairs, but each new tear is increasingly complex. Shouldn't he just get new pants? (laughs) I love each new tear is increasingly complex. I got to say, like, I've been there in in, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a chafer. I, uh, mm-hmm. I chafe pretty aggressively yeah. through oh, pants in the thighs. Yeah, oh, in the thighs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Right, right. Same, so there same. have been times yeah. where I've, like, repaired pants in the thigh, mm-hmm. like, a solid seven times. Like, they're just, like, Right, and then it gets complicated I've... down there. Yeah. <laughs> it gets, yeah. right, it's, a, it's real. It's like it's wearing complex, a diaper yeah. at some point. Yeah, when you put your yeah. pants on and it feels like <laughs> you're wearing a diaper because there are so many layers of Of patches fixes, and, of patches. like, Yeah. I think that's my advice, right? When, yeah, when it feels like you're wearing a diaper, those pants are done. I get it, man. Those pants are done. I, so I I just, because I threw my back out, I laid in bed yesterday and watched the entire new season of Queer Eye in one go. Um, I have some questions about your feelings about it, but continue with your tale So many feelings. But, um, you know, I think one thing that they do well is sort of like get to the root of why people are holding on to a certain look. You know, Mm. why people are sort of like there might there's some there's I think something beneath this, which is like, well, why why is it such a big deal that you'll wear pants that feel like a diaper to avoid, you know, looking for a new pant? Like, what are you attached to about this? And like, what in your past are you trying to keep alive that maybe it's like you need to let go? And like, maybe you're afraid of moving into a new phase of your life about something yeah how um, old are these pants that the style isn't made anymore like are they from like, yeah, like 1922 like it's what? really weird just refresh your look you know it's okay it's okay to refresh your look i, get I also it. Like, believe I, you probably can find that style like i'm i'm not convinced yeah. unless they're like a turn of the century pantaloon and when i say turn of the century i mean not this century the century before the like, previous I, century I, yeah previous century but i'm just I like i'm not fully convinced I sympathize, um, you know, maybe you can too. There's been times in my life where like trying on new clothes was a real stress point because of how I felt about my body. Oh, and of course, I'm wearing sweatpants right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm wearing like, I'm wearing sweatpants as well. They're fleece lined sweatpants um, yeah. because I haven't got, I'd gotten dressed in three days. I threw it back up. But, um, you know, yeah. So sometimes, so it's like, I get like ugh, trying to find a new, putting clothes on and evaluating your body is maybe just the furthest thing you can do. Um, that, that like the furthest, it, it just is like the last thing you want to fucking do right now. Um, mm-hmm. maybe that's something you need to seek some help with. And I don't even sure. mean like weight loss. I mean, just like counseling, like therapy, you know? Yeah. Um, because no matter... Call Queer because no, I, no matter your size, there are some great pants for you out there waiting. There's a new style yeah. of pant waiting to, to delight you. And um, it sounds like there might be an underlying issue. That and is actually an exciting truth. you don't have to feel truth. bad about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That, is, yeah. that is a real and exciting truth. Yeah. yeah. There Thanks, are pants Queer. out there that you're going to love. God, they're, you're going to love them and they're going to make you feel like a brand new you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so Ugh, much. It's great. I can't wait to go pants shopping. 
I know, right? Kind of inspiring. Um, all right. <laughs> all right, hit me Great, with something wonderful. juicy. Make it juicy. Here's something. Here's a juicy one. My in-laws are unbelievably superstitious. My mother-in-law believes she's psychic. My father-in-law believes her. And my husband, otherwise rational, turns, we can't know for sure, credulous around her. I okay. find the stream of insights and ghost sightings grating, but they can believe what they want. Um, but they can believe what they want until it reaches the end of my nose. Here it comes. Excuse me? My husband. What? Well, you know what I mean? Like, like, um... Until it touches me, until it affects me. Is that what that right. phrase this means? Right. This is from, yeah, this is from an idiom about like a punch, like my fist, like where you're, ugh, I don't know the idiom. I'll look it up for you in a second when I'm finished reading this. There's an idiom about like, you, you know, what you do doesn't affect me until your punch Got hits it. my I'm, nose or something. I'm you know understanding I mean? the intended uh, interpretation, just not right. what the idiom is. Or like your freedom, like your, it's actually, I think more of like, um, like a bill of rights thing. Like it's like uh, from the, our founding fathers about like when our rights like need to be impeded. And it's like your rights end sort of where, where your fist meets my nose or something. It's like, anyway, it's political too. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Whew, wow. So, Sorry. I wish I just had known that. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. You're asking someone. No, but you're asking someone who's like, oh, I kind of half know what she means, but I don't totally. So I can't just tell you. Um, right. Moving on. My husband and I are looking to buy a house and his mother is constantly mo- bothering me with her visions of dark auras and bad vibes about the houses. She's not okay. even with us. She's not even with us. Apparently, she can tell a duplex has more ghosts than Disney's haunted house from two states away. Okay. I would just t- I would just tune her out, but my husband says we should listen to keep the peace. Apparently, she won't ever visit if the house is quote haunted. My husband caving to her is the worst part of it. This is this going to be how it is going forward? It's a house, a mortgage. The only thing to tie us together more would be a child. So I'm wondering if maybe we need to rethink more than just the haunted house, or am I being unreasonable? If you're haunted, flaunt it. <laughs> right. So yeah, well, this is totally. Oh man, that it that is, that uh, that is very 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 tricky. It's juicy, <laughs> right? It's it's I tricky. I love it. I love it deeply. It's really unfortunate. Like, is there no is there no way to live happily in a haunted house? Like, I don't get it. What's the problem? There's some ghosts in yeah, there. Yeah, no. I mean, no. It sounds like mother-in-law will be just constantly disturbed, berated, and you know, harassed by these spirits. So she's oh, she's like to too visit. much of a she's too much of a conduit, right? To the ghost. she's too yeah. She's a psychic. She can't turn it off. She's just like there's all the no time. way to put some like fucking crystals around your house that'll like keep the ghosts at bay while she's visiting. Right. I also feel like if if mother-in-law is really concerned, she could pay for someone to come cleanse the house. Right. You know, um, but but I think that the problem, the thing that seems to be bothering Caller is that mm. their husband is like totally doing the thing that the person who got sent to their room uh, for taking right. a call during dinner did, which is just yeah. like, please keep the peace. I've never been able to stand up to my parents in this arena. It will make me extremely uncomfortable if you do. So please, like, just let it let it happen to you. Just like lay down and take take. It. Yeah. I mean, I know. Well, it's, it's, yeah, just get a divorce. It's, it's simple. <laughs> I got, I came up with it. I, mean, I got it. I got it. I got it, Steph. Yeah. I got it. Just get a divorce. Clean break. Yeah. 
Clean, so yeah. much easier that way. I know I was like I mean, spending money on crystals and cleansing, but like I bet that costs as much as getting a divorce. So just divorce. Get a divorce. Get a divorce. It's easy. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. And if you don't want to divorce this person, maybe, you know, I think make the stakes clearer to your partner. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. Like, it sounds like you've sort of like extrapolated out a few steps and you're thinking about the future and you're like, gosh, I don't know if this is sustainable. This isn't for you just about the house anymore. This is about like, you know, like sort of kowtowing to, to the mother-in-law's whims about child stuff and like other things. Right. And that like, right. you're going to need a partner. So you actually need to like go to your partner and be like, Hey, like this is, ca- this is cause for concern for me. Um, not just in this instance, but like in a larger sense. And like, I just need yeah. to know that we're teammates, you know? Um, yeah. How can we be teammates in this? Cause you just, we, I can't do this again and again. Um, so I just thought of this kind of from my, per- from like my health concerns for a moment. So for a little while I lived being like, don't like candles in your house. I can't come in if you do A, B, and C. Like, I can't be in this place because my, you know, I'm affected so greatly by, you know, X, Y, and Z. There are people out there who are affected by the use of Wi-Fi, by the use of, so, so right. There are a lot of people that, like, create a life for themselves of avoidance. And I think that the alternative is to like acknowledge these parts of you obviously this is like a little bit different than what the mother is experiencing in ghosts but I have like acknowledged that I am sensitive to stuff and I am working to become less sensitive it like the immediate thing that I feel about that mother is sort of like wow this is incredible I'm so yeah she loves this I'm delighted by your, you know, how in touch you are with um, the other realm, but it seems to be also affecting you negatively. So, so like my feeling about that mother is like, she has to also be able to create um, whatever, a system within herself that she isn't always negatively affected by this. The world cannot always bend to your whim. Sometimes you have to take your wacko, spectacular superpowers and work with them in the world that we're living in. Yeah. I like that perspective. I appreciate that. It does feel like kind of a long... Yes. It does feel like kind of a long project a project with a long tail with this for sure this person definitely should divorce them like listen i (laughs) i I stand by that first statement this isn't even this is other people's problem to manage yeah like this is you sort of have to own this problem a little bit yeah like but but you get so much attention for it that you don't see it as a problem but actually like it is a problem stop stop just like you know reveling in the attention you get I have seen this a lot in in the community of people with like chemical sensitivities where some people mm-hmm. feel that they are like th- that they what is it called when you bring the what is it what do you bring into the coal mine what's the bird that you bring in the canary the, yeah the some people yeah, some people see themselves kind of as the canary, right? So mm-hmm. so they sort of say like listen, I'm reacting to you know, these soaps to people using this, to this chemical, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I have superpowers. Like it's my job mm-hmm. now to make the world not use these things. And listen, there's validity for fighting for our cleaning products to be more green and to be better on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, but 
you really set yourself apart in a like martyr way when you see yourself as a canary and mm. like i don't think it's a good life I think that it's that the mother that it's unfortunate that the mother sees it sees herself as that canary sees herself as mm -hmm. gifted rather than a person possessing this you know list of attributes that are wonderful but it's but that also the that that she has yeah. these wonderful gifts also means that she has um, like a heavier load to bear. The world doesn't yeah. conform to to like everybody with gifts, with sensitivities. Well, I don't. It's a gift I don't and think a her load. husband, right? And I don't think her husband and her son sort of like reinforcing this. Like, God, it's wonderful. You're so right. Um, right is helping, <laughs> right? No. Like, she sort of needs people around her to help bring her back to reality. Right to say, rock on yeah. that you sense this, but like you also have to be able to sit with us in here. You can learn. You can train your brain right. to do anything. Our brains are neuroplastic. That's right. Our brains are neuroplastic. Yeah. yeah. My advice is you need to enlist your partner as your partner. And then you guys can start talking about crystals. I don't know. But like. I agree. Like is, there's no moving forward without this. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Okay. I happen to be very good at remembering names and faces of people to whom I have been introduced before. Good for you. I have Brag much? <laughs> I have noticed, however, this is not a universal trait. If you are introduced to someone or if someone comes up and introduces themselves to you and you distinctly remember having met them before, what is the proper response? Mm -hmm. Do you play along and act as though you are indeed meeting them for the first time? Or is there a gentle way of letting them know that you have met them before without leaving them feeling embarrassed or not remembering you? You just say, oh, I think we have met, actually. Um, I think we met at blah, blah, blah. You, the, I am, I have, I want to know how old this person is that they have gone this long without being told that they are a super recognizer. Yes. They're a super recognizer. Like, this is a thing. You can say to people, we have met, I'm a super recognizer. Totally. You can just, it's all about, it's all about like the way you say it. Like, you just have you to have be superpowers. like. superpowers. You let people know. Yeah. <laughs> let people know. And also like, let them know that you're not offended that they didn't remember. You're just like, oh no, I just, you know, like, oh, we have met. Like, I'm totally, and I'm excited to see you again. I love how casually they put it, though. Like, I've noticed, however, this is not a universal trait. Like, but when you notice something is not a universal trait, is the next thing not to, like, investigate a little bit? And so I'm just, like, actually a little bit shocked that nobody has mentioned to this person, like, do you know there's a thing called super recognizers? You're a super recognizer. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's this is just where they're at in their journey as a super recognizer, right? Like, everyone's sort of... <laughs> Everyone sort of thinks they're normal until the world starts showing them they aren't. And that's a different journey for everybody. You're right. Sorry. Like, this is so... Well, it's your right to be shocked. So, I mean, you're sort of right. Well, it's no, like it's... fine to be surprised. I just, you have to also be like, well, I guess that's where they're at. Like, it's just dawning on them for whatever reason. I'm going to read you one that we are not going to discuss, but I just need you to know that this existed yeah. from Judge John <gasps> Hodgman's Times. Yeah, your buddy. Because this, yeah, my bud. Yeah. This um, really harks back on a previous <gasps> question that we answered. So it appears like uh, this is, um, yeah, I guess like a larger issue okay. that um, Christian faith people face. Okay. Here I go. Okay. It's from Cress. My wife and I are celebrating our first Christmas in a new house. We both, we collect both 
hot air balloons, and snowman tree ornaments as symbols of our love. What? Now that we have space, I would like to have separate theme trees in separate rooms. Uh-huh. One snowman tree, one hot air balloon tree. My wife says only one tree. Thoughts? <laughs> wow. Apparently, yeah, Christmas tree, the- I'm sorry, themed mm-hmm. ornaments mm-hmm. for your Christmas tree is could be an entire show in and of itself. Yeah. Um, I, okay. The last <laughs> one that we answered felt very easy to me. It was sort of like a yeah. larger question of, yeah. you know, how to how to work with a mother-in-law, which is overbearing. Right. Um, this is kooky. Well, okay. So here's what I think. <laughs> I think, you know, this is one of those instances, like in some instances in a marriage, it's good if you sort of have some common ground and kind of come from the same point of view. Um, this is one of those instances where like, it's actually better if there's an us and a them. Like mm. if one of the people in the partnership really cares about Christmas trees and the other person cares, not at all. Like that I think is the only way to make these Christian marriages work. Right, that like one person. If you're gonna marry totally... someone of the same faith as you, like that's important. You should discuss that yeah. first. Yeah, What's I your think... feeling on yeah. themed Christmas it's... trees. Yeah, if your spouse feels as strongly about them as you, because obviously, dear listener, we know you feel strongly. Right, no then... listener needs to be the only driver in the driver's seat on this. Apparently, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it just feels oh. like there should be one person in the driver's seat and one person who's along for the ride when it comes to oh Christmas trees. Oh my god, trees. I love that so much. All that made me think of. <laughs> With this is like you know when you're learning to drive yeah. and there's like the car where the they can throw the brakes on <laughs> yeah yeah that's totally what's happened here they are in a driver's I love that ed as car an analogy yeah, so like that that's the way in which you could talk to your therapist God, about your this. current marriage yeah. like remember when you learned to drive and like the guy teaching you also had access to the brakes <laughs> well that's what it's like with my fucking husband. Give me a good one. Just okay. give me one more and then we'll have our, yeah, our. It's a shorty. We'll it it's okay. a shorty. I, um, I work in a very, this is from Slate. I work in a very small office and I'm close with a coworker and we are the only coffee drinkers. When I make coffee in the morning, I offer to make him a cup too, since it's only marginally more effort. And I end up pouring it and bringing it to him too. Mm. It annoys me that he never offers to make the coffee or even bothers to go get it after it is made. I've tried offering to teach him to use the coffee machine. He declines. And only making coffee for myself. He notices but laughs it off. Um, But then I just feel like I'm being petty and passive aggressive since we are friends who help each other out in many ways. There are probably gender dynamics going on too as I am a woman. What's a non-complicated and fair way to get caffeinated in the morning? Arrive with your coffee. Yep. Well... (laughs) I wish this entire show actually was just you asking me a question and me seeing if I can succinctly sum up the advice in one line. Yeah, Bring your I coffee mean, from home in a thermos. Great. Done. Well, I, I think they should continue to make it just for themselves at the office. Yeah. Like, I think you actually could be like, oh, I brewed coffee. It's ready when you're ready. You know? Yep. Like, you could There's coffee brew in the machine if you want There's it. There's coffee in the machine if you want it. And or don't say anything. Just go to your fucking desk with coffee. Like, it sounds like he notices but laughs it off. But the thing is, you don't want him to laugh it off. You want him mm. to recognize that his behavior is fucked. Yeah, you can't. Unfortunately, um, desiring that other people recognize their wrongdoings is like a very human emotion, but not something you have a lot of control over. Well, right. But I'm just saying if she does it more consistently, like maybe he'll stop laughing it off and he'll start sure. being like, why? And then he might be like, why Why is the why the sudden change in behavior? And, and then she might have the opportunity to be like, it weirds me out that I, as a woman, am the only one that makes the coffee and that I bring it to you. Mm-hmm. 
I'd love if you made me coffee sometimes. I'd love it if you made me coffee sometime. If this were yeah. more reciprocal, I could get back on board. But I'm yeah. off off the train currently until that happens. How big is the office? How do only two people in the office drink coffee? It blows my mind. I wonder if they're a tea company. I wonder if they're... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder a lot of things, you know? They could be a British company, right? True. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm yeah. The, the spelling leads me to believe it's a U.S. You're right. There aren't a lot of people in this office. I guess I just feel like this person isn't really your friend if you can't sort of like kind of engage them and get them on board with this. You know what I mean? Like we're 100%. friendly. I don't want to like, yeah, I don't want to piss them off. We're friends. We help each other out in many ways. Just like, okay, well, if you're friends, like I think you should, you should point this out to him that he's got like a really weird kind of misogynist tendency. I know. Cause the, he needs the, to know that it's like constant, having spinach in your teeth. Yes. The constant <laughs> sort of thing of like, of the question of like, we're friends, so I don't want to rock the boat is always the weirdest one yeah, that yeah. that we come up on. Because occasionally it's it's something a little bit heavier that like mm-hmm. touches on uh, something that's worth fucking writing into an advice column for. But a lot of the times it's just sort of revealing of like those people aren't really your friends. Like if this Andor- is not a thing you can bring up with them, they're probably not a great friend. Yeah, they're probably not a great friend and or like this is exactly the ways that these like biases and stuff get perpetuated when you let Mm -hmm. your friends do them. Like your friends are literally the only people you can engage about their behavior in this way and like have a positive outcome. It's hard to do with family and it's hard to do with strangers. Your friends are the people. So (laughs) you know what I mean? Now's your moment. Now's your moment. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of coffee maker do you think it is? Like, I Mm -hmm. am imagining it's a drip coffee. Yeah, I think it's a drip. I think it's like one of those, I don't, like a Mr. Coffee kind of Mm -hmm. little pot, you know. Thanks for hanging out with us while we answered these questions this week. Yeah, and thank you, Steph, for hanging out with me while we answered questions this week. The pleasure's all mine. All mine. All mine. Okay. Great. All yours. You can find, <laughs> you can find us at dearsoandso.pizza. You can submit your own questions there or just give us some friendly feedback. Oh, we love it. We love we it. Our music is by the incomparable Busy Hemphill. What a talent. What a talent. What a As always, this is Dear So and So. I am Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Cart. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. I thank you for telling me this that it's called a mocha pot. I didn't know mocha it pot. had a name. Yeah. And now I know. So yeah, we what totally do you, we, how do you like do you pot. use that ever? Are you a fan? We use it rarely because it's hard to clean. Um, but we do use it when we want to have like a special, very sweet espresso experience, right? Like we'll like, you know, like mix up some sugar with some cream mm-hmm. in the bottom of a cup and then we'll pour Ooh. the mocha pot on top of it. Like Love sometimes it. maybe I'll even microwave the milk and the sugar together so they're already hot and mm-hmm. then we'll pour mm-hmm. the mocha pot on top of it. It's like kind of like a when we want like a delicious treat. We use I the like the pot. idea a lot that you're uh, coffee consumption through, you know, process is intrinsically linked to what kind of occasion it is yeah. you're like you're like matt is it a pour over kind of day and he's like girl it's a mocha pot day this is the spice of life like i i don't understand people who like make their cup of coffee the same way every morning like why <laughs> you. would you i mean we do we do use mostly it's my pour me. over 
It's no, me. I mean, we do have sort of like a point. You're right. I'm, I'm, do you have it, some questions? We're sounding like, I'm making it sound like we have like all these different coffees all the time. No, we use the pour over every single day. But on yeah. the weekend when it's like kind of special, it's like, well, why don't we do something different? I think you touch on something really nice here, which is like the, I don't know what word to use, but, but sort of like this, the specialness of occasions, like why that historically has mattered and why you can still make that matter in your life and what value that brings to stuff. Right. Like get out the good China, you know, blah, blah, blah. Get out the mocha pot. (laughs) Exactly. Get out that AeroPress. Right. Cause like who has good China in this day and age? So like, no, you have a Chemex. (laughs) Right. So yeah. might as well, yeah, bring, bring that celebration to your coffee making since Big you time. obviously only own one set of silverware. Exactly. And it was accumulated after years and years of moving between apartments where people had left their silverware behind. 